0: Today on Bingers Assemble, Bingers Matthew Carroll and Karen Huff-Stutler are taking on Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift. All that, right that, we have no control over.
1: Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today No purchase necessary. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions.
0: 18+. Welcome to Avengers Assemble the podcast where we rewatch movies so you don't have to. My name is Matthew Carroll and in the second chair we have Miss Karen Huffstutler. How you doing?
2: I'm doing great. How you doing?
0: Oh man, you know, I'm doing good, doing good. It's, it's yeah. late. We've we late for us. Yeah. And during the day, but, uh, today just, I could, I'm caring for my mom this week and I could not get to it, uh, until it's midnight, but it's the night Loki comes out. So um, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm up anyway. I'm up anyway.
2: Oh yeah. We both we, are. Yeah. Exciting night.
0: Very exciting night. So let's get right to it. I'm going to take the shot this time per your request. Yes. And. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh The Shot is the segment of the show where I have two minutes on the clock, and I am going to try to name as much of the plot of this movie as I can. Not name, but tell the story of this movie as best I can, and here I go. This movie is about a character named Sean. He is the main character. He uh is a muscle car racer guy who is He, he travels from town to town, he's never been able to find a home because every town he goes to, he gets in so much trouble that his mom has to move to the next town. He finally gets in so much trouble that his mom sends him to uh, Tokyo to live with his father who's in the military and living, I guess, on a base in Tokyo. So he is he travels to Tokyo uh, and, you know, it's very sad. He feels like his mom sort of abandoned him, all this stuff. And his dad says, you got three rules. Go straight to school, come straight home and stay away from cars. He does not do those things. He immediately never comes home. He only gets near cars. And he gets in his first race. He does really poor job drifting, which puts him in what's called drifting, which is a different kind of racing than he's used to. He crashes someone else's car really bad. That character, Han, he's now indebted to that character. And that character basically hires him. Uh, to work for him and to race for him, and he teaches him to drift, and then he's supposed to be, like, racing and, I guess, making money for Han, but also collecting money for Han? It, it's kind of confusing, because he doesn't really make any sense why he'd want him to work for him, but that's neither here nor there. Um The truth is, he says he hired him because he saw something in him, uh his integrity or something. Uh, but it turns out Han works for DK. DK works for the... the DK is the nephew of someone from the, the Yaku- Yakuza. Thank you. I couldn't remember the name of the, the, the You're You're Japanese Yakuza. mafia. Uh, Yakuza. And in the end, it's, you find out that Han, the guy who hired Sean, has been skimming money, uh, and, and, uh, doing illegal activity under the Yakuza's reign. And so the Yakuza come after him. Um, DK comes after him specifically and he, attacks him, and kills Han. And then, in the end, Sean has to race DK one last time so that one of them has to leave the city forever and it ends up being uh, Sean wins and DK has to leave town. And that is the end of the shot. That was good. Uh, so, Chaser. Chaser? Uh, the next the next segment is The Chaser, where Karen is going to have 60 seconds to try to respond to my uh, v- fairly poorly constructed shot.
2: No, it's pretty Are good. Are you ready? Uh, yeah, Karen. I'm good, I think.
0: <laughs> alright, sweet
2: let's see, there's uh, Neela who's the main girl in this um, she, there's yes. no really significance to her except she's uh, DK's girlfriend mm-hmm. and by the end of it she switches groups and goes with Sean um, there's also a thing about the police not being able to chase them in this movie because their cars are going too fast for the police cars oh, to that actually is fun, yeah. chase them, which I thought was actually kind of cool um that would be awesome, but whatever. Um, I love all the shots of the cities. It was just great. Uh, yeah, it appears that like Han dies in like a blaze
0: yes. in the middle of
2: the movie. That's what it appears to be. And then there was another significance with um, Sean driving his dad's car in the end. Again, it's another theme that kind of goes in through these mm. first few movies.
0: That's a good point.
2: Which I thought, I, I looked up to see if the writer was, had something to do with his dad or anything, and I couldn't find anything, but that's about it. Um, yeah. Good soundtrack.
0: <laughs> really good soundtrack.
2: Sean drifting around DK's car fallen that had fallen off of the mountain, basically, at the end. Yes. Um, that's another kind of thing. Yeah. That I pointed out. And then also there's a cameo at the end of the movie. From someone who says he's Han's family, Mm -hmm. which turns out to be Vin Diesel.
0: Yes. So, So, okay, let's get into that real quick. Because to even understand what Tokyo Drift is, which I'm not totally sure I do yet, um, (laughs) you kind of have to understand that, okay, so there's been two Fast and the Furious movies so far. They're both following the story of Brian. Right. Dom, in the first movie, as we've discussed, uh, was Vin Diesel's character. At the end of this movie, Han has been, you know, throughout this movie, uh, working for the Yakuza, kind of like keeping things, keeping on the down low, trying to do work, work for the Yakuza, but also skim money somehow. Yeah. Do his own side jobs.
2: Yeah.
0: Like, so Han dies in the middle of this movie. We see him catch on fire. Yeah. Okay. I, I I I know that Han is in the future movies of this franchise. Correct. So, not to spoil it, but Han is part of Dom's family that we've been joking about it, that Dom in later movies has his family thing. This is the first time he says it. This is the first time we find out about his family thing.
2: Yes, yes.
0: Again, another character saying it, not him. But... <laughs> does this movie happen after... All the other movies?
2: It, not after all of them, like five but or it six, It is right? out of order. Yes.
0: So this is the. At third least that's in the what series. I found because I
2: had to look that up as well. So, so
0: yeah, I don't think I have not seen confirmation of that, but I remember them. I remember seeing Han die in a future post credit sequence or something like that. It's crazy. Anyway, yeah. So it looks like Han is dead, but we know he comes back in future movies. But. His actual coming back looks like it's all before this moment. So that is crazy. That is an interesting way of making movies.
2: <laughs> it really is. It really is.
0: I am fascinated by that. And I cannot wait to see uh how that ties together. Because I've seen these. But like the fact that Han's death happens now, but he's the character they chose to grab and bring into the other movies is such a weird and interesting decision. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is. It is. I'm looking it up now. One place says that the correct movie order. Now, I don't know if this is official or not, but it says the first one, the second one, and then the fourth one, fifth and sixth, and then the third. Okay. So, so this would at be, some
0: point, this, yeah. this movie is inserted later in the franchise. And I was thinking yeah. fifth or sixth, like, because I remember seeing that, but I did not remember how it, like, associated with this exactly. But now that, yeah, it's really strange. Okay
2: always thought that they showed Han dying, but he didn't actually die.
0: Right. And right. like
2: the end credit scenes at one movie shows him like crawling out of the fiery car or something. I almost thought that's what
0: happening. Okay. But See, I remember that. That may have been just a fever
2: dream or something that I had since I had actually never seen this movie, so.
0: Right. And I, yeah, I just <laughs> did not remember I did not remember him dying. I remembered him being in future movies. So when I, he first showed up I think he's one of the best characters in this movie, which is why they bring him in in future movies. He's like so funny and just like his yeah, like he, affect he's is really the, cool. He's the
2: lovable character.
0: Yeah. He's super lovable. There's a lot of lovable characters in this movie.
2: Yeah. He's like the Roman of, from the last movie that we watched and we talked about in the last yeah. episode. He's like the Roman of this movie. Yeah,
0: really. He really is. He's really, really lovable. Um, but he also has a little emotional complexity in that he is the guy that's like putting them all in danger by skimming from the Yakuza or whatever or or mm. having jobs on the side or whatever. Um, I, I just like him a lot. But it's just, yeah, I'm, I'm really interested to see this full, come full circle. That's one of the things yeah. that I've been wondering about and I never even considered. I, I've been wondering how it makes sense, but I did not remember that he died in this movie. That Han dies in this movie. I had no memory Mm -hmm. of that. So I I saw this, you know, when it came out in theaters and then I remembered him being in other movies, but I had no recollection of him dying. So when he died, I was like, surely he's going to come back in the last scene and be like, I faked my explosion or whatever. But no, he doesn't. He actually dies in this movie. And I, I, yeah, anyway. I'm, I'm yeah, fascinated. I fast-forwarded
2: through like the credits to see if that credit scene that I vaguely remember was at the
0: end. Of it. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah what, no. I, I know what you're talking about. There is a post credit sequence in a future movie, but I think all it's doing, and I guess it's six, it must be six, is it's establishing that this moment is happening. Is
2: happening in
0: the future. <laughs> like,
2: yeah, yeah. Which is the now. just wild.
0: Yeah, it's just wild. I can't wait. Um, I can't yeah. wait to see that uh, all play out. And that's such a cool and weird way to make a move, make a series of movies. Yeah. It so
2: should we get into the yes, all the characters? Yes,
0: yes. I'm sorry, I spent too much time on that, but I was fascinated by. No, it.
2: no. Great discussion. <laughs> um, I guess we'll start with Sean. I guess. I mean, he's <laughs> an Alabama boy. Oh, that's
0: right. He is an What's Alabama. What's his name? Boy. Like
2: Bama '67 or something? I don't know. Like in his I am. Oh, I didn't name see that. I didn't
0: see that. So Sean, yeah, he's a country boy, which I, I think. I think that mm. may be the actual accent of the of the actor.
2: Oh, it is! It is. He's from Alabama. Yeah, he can't get rid of that accent. He's the kid, to save his life.
0: He's the kid from <laughs> Slingblade, right?
2: Um, I'm not sure, but he is now or used to be on NCIS. Yes, uh, Louisiana, whatever that that one is. Yes,
0: my mom was watching. Uh, also, yeah, that New Orleans, my mom's yes, yeah, New Orleans, because my mom made me look it up. because She was like, I know him from one of the inside EISs. which one which one is he in?
2: <laughs> yeah, that's something my mom would have said. Too. <laughs> she was very,
0: very proud for noticing him. Anyway, yeah, let's run down the characters real quick. Like we do. Uh, Sean, he's a country boy. He's an, a, another sort of toxically masculine character because that's all we have in this series is these Absolutely. really, really toxically masculine dudes. He's constantly getting in trouble, constantly making poor decisions.
2: He just loves cars, man.
0: Yeah, just loves cars and treating women like property. Like that's
2: <laughs> he loves his V eight engine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And men always only care about the size, you know.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. They have a whole thing about that. And this, this, this. this I love. The drifting element of this movie.
2: Me too. It, it brought a whole new element. It brought a change of scenery. Yeah, it was a, a refreshing take.
0: It was for sure. It, it
2: was good. Yeah, I don't know why it gets all the flag. I don't either. That I've heard about.
0: So. And Sean, him, him being like such a muscle car guy, and then coming over there and seeing these like, you know, Japanese cars that are smaller, lighter weight. They're not as powerful, but they do these cool things. Um yeah. it's very it's very very fluid motion of these cars. I loved it because it's just completely takes his character off his, off his guard and he's amazed in a way that he hasn't I don't know it's like he thinks of himself as like really knowing how to work with American muscle.
2: Mm-hmm. You know
0: and then when he has to like actually he, he, he encounters this new type of driving and that's really what this movie's about. It's like him, him being so fascinated that he's willing to like dive in and actually invest in a group of people because he's been going from city to city. He, when he first gets there, he meets Twinkie, who is his mm-hmm. friend. Bow Wow. Yeah. Oh, is that little Bow Wow or Bow Wow? Yeah.
2: That's Bow
0: Wow. Oh, I didn't, I didn't even realize that. Um, okay. So Twinkie is another American, uh, I guess military brat in, in his case, living in, uh, living in Japan. And he, he meets Twinkie and says, Hey man, I'm not going to be here five minutes. Like I don't need to, I don't need to get to know your name because I, I won't remember it. I'm not going to be here long right. like, because that's what he's so used to. But, uh, then he, I think somehow like the love of racing and this whole culture built around a kind of racing he can't even. Fathom, <laughs> like fascinates yeah. him. And so he sticks around and then he gets to know Neela, of course, and she's important to him. And, and it, it's like racing and Neela are the two things that keep him, keep him in Japan.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Neela, uh, we, uh, Twinkie is a character who sell, he sells everything. He's like, I'm guessing he got that name because when he was younger, he was selling Twinkies. That's my, that's my guess.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. Maybe I was going to say he's kind of like, I don't know. He he sells cheap things though that don't often work.
0: Hmm. So I didn't catch that necessarily. Because
2: that um like the iPod or whatever. Yeah, that
0: one iPod didn't work, but it didn't seem yeah. like that was like a regular I thing. I thought that just show. meant
2: that his stuff always was like that, but he didn't give refunds.
0: No, no, no. I think I think he Generally, uh, you know, like those products. So those are good products, good products okay. but at least it seemed I didn't. I didn't get. I didn't take it that way. But uh, he, because he was saying that that other guy broke the iPod. He was oh, like, "Okay, right. I can't give you your right. money back. You broke that iPod." And I, I took Twinkie's side because he was nicer and funnier. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And uh, we cannot talk about Twinkie without talking about his Hulk car.
0: Yes. This is the only Fast and the Furious Marvel crossover that we have so far.
2: It is amazing. really is. And everything you would want in yeah. a Hulk van-sized car that has, like, Hulk punches in it.
0: Uh-huh. And, like,
2: it, wasn't it, like, purple fur in the middle
1: of it? Yeah,
0: I think so. Oh. I, I, it's beautiful. Oh, oh. Big Hulk fists on every side of the vehicle. It's and, awesome. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's really, really cool. And big Hulk face on the front. Uh, and yes. little Hulk uh, action figures on the dashboard, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. It's pretty great. The Hulk car is awesome. So Twinkie's just a fun character, doesn't have a whole lot of weight throughout the movie, um, but he, you know, is, is important to Sean. And there's this one scene where uh and I think it's important to the Neela relationship, where Sean defends Twinkie when he's getting beat up.
2: Yes, because no one else was defending him at all. Yeah. And he was the first one to step up and help him in a fight.
0: Yeah, and that means a lot to Neela because...
2: She was always an outsider, if Mm -hmm. we get into talking about her. She was called an outsider. Gaijin. Yes. What was that, Gaijin? Gaijin.
0: Gaijin, I think, yeah.
2: Forgive my pronunciation, he'll...
0: Oh, it's OK. I definitely am not doing it appropriately, but something like but, but an
2: outsider. It just means outsider. Yeah.
0: Basically. They say she's there's different types of outsiders like he's he's an American who came here and he's like, and she's like, no, I've lived here my whole life. He tries to he tries to call who she is. He's like, I'm let me guess. You're a military brat and you came here and now you found a home with these uh these criminals and you're hanging out with these criminals because it gives you purpose. to And she's like, no, you don't know me. Yeah. Um, and it turns out it's zero for
2: one, dude,
0: zero for one. She says, <laughs> keep walking. <laughs> uh, and Neil, it turns out that Neil's mother was a prostitute who worked yeah. for the same uh, gang and yeah. sort of like started her life in this culture. And as part of this gang, and she's sort of trying to overcome that, but she's dating DK. And that's how, that's how really Sean gets wrapped up in all this is he, Flirts with DK's girl. DK is short for Drift King.
2: Yeah, and, yeah. and
0: <laughs> Neela is his property according to him. And so when Sean is flirting with her, uh, it's it. There's a big, a big issue, uh, and that, yeah. that's where that's when he does his first race, and that gets what gets him into the world in general.
2: Yeah, and Neela, she um, was taken in by DK's mother or grandmother, I believe, and. Um, Mm. that's why they were kind of together. It was just kind of like a, hey, we're here. We're going to be together now. Relationship of
0: convenience sort of thing.
2: Yeah. And then the one thing about Neela that I liked in the movie was when they were doing a drift down a mountain Mm. And it just felt very zen, very relaxing. And she was doing the driving and the drifting. And it was a very calm conversation between Sean and Neela. And that was my favorite part of her character. Because you got to know kind of who she was in that yeah.
0: moment. Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. And there's just, like you said, it's very zen. It's very like they're flowing down, the, down this mountainside in the dark. And she talks about how this is hell. This drifting sort of got her through. Like this is part, this is part of their, their culture of this gang. And I don't know. It it seems like she really does care about these people, but she says at one point to DK, you've changed. And so it seems like she really does care about the gang. She even cares about DK, but he is, he's kind of turned to the dark side sort of since he's trying really hard to impress his uncle, Morimoto, who is a, like, some sort of boss in the... He, uh, yeah. He's, like, the mob
2: boss. He's the Yakuza boss. Yeah. He runs that part of town, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, DK's just trying to be like him, but he's still in high school. Is he,
0: is he in the high school? Yeah, they're, I think they're yeah, all yeah, still in high all, school.
2: Yeah.
0: Actually, you know, what, you know what? He may not be, but Neela is. So, ho- yeah. hopefully he's not too far above her, but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah.
2: No. <laughs> He's playing mob boss basically.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and that's what Han says. Uh Han says DK's uncle is this big guy in the yakuza. He keeps his uncle out of our business. And Yeah. So that what what, what he, that means is that DK is vouching for these people and Han is using that cover given to him by DK to do things on the side that have nothing to do with the yakuza business and he's making money in like sort of the yakuza's territory.
2: Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah. So
2: Which speaking of Han?
0: Yes, Han.
2: His main purpose in the movie, he teaches Sean how to drift. That's basically his purpose. I
0: thought it was just like eat peanuts and look really cool while doing it.
2: But also, he's stealing money up under DK. Yeah. So he's stealing money from the Yakuza, which is a huge problem in the end.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah. I I really liked Han just from the moment he steps on the screen. He, he like is just eating, which I just, I just have a thing for characters in movies when they just like to eat. And I know it's like Mm a sort of a cheap trick that uh, actors play to look natural. To some degree.
2: Yeah.
0: Like you always look natural because you're chewing, you know, or or it's very human. And sometimes they use it
2: to humanize people.
0: Uh Uh-huh. For sure.
2: Because it's relatable to everybody.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So he's in there popping peanuts or whatever in that first scene. And it's just so funny, especially because his car, they call it Mona Lisa. Um, they call it Mona Mm -hmm. because it's, it's, it's the Mona Lisa of drift cars he, Han is the one who gives his car to Sean to ruin the first race. The first race is so funny because Sean doesn't know how to drift. And so he gets into, <laughs> gets way in over his head, gets in Mona, and then he drives this car and wrecks it all up and down the street. Just I completely destroyed. I don't think it.
2: there's a wall he did not hit.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> he hits all of them. Just all the walls are smat. He's smashing them, smashing them, smashing them. And while 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 doing this, Han is so funny because he just does not look upset about it at all. His car is being utterly destroyed. Mona, this the Mona Lisa of drift cars, is being absolutely destroyed, and he just does not care. He just continues to eat his peanuts and stare ahead. It's really yeah. funny.
2: I think he doesn't care because now he knows he has somebody he can, you know, boss yeah. around himself. Basically,
0: well, he says in a later do scene. So. Talking to Sean, he says, like, yeah, you, it was worth it for me to lose a car to learn, to learn as much about you as I did in that race. Yeah. and And I guess what he learned about Sean is that he doesn't give up. <laughs> he's completely done. There's no way he's beating DK, but he keeps running the race, you know.
2: Yeah, and there's a moment where he says um, a line about trust and character, and it's who you choose to be around Mm -hmm. um, that lets you know who you are.
0: Yes. So
2: the people that you choose to be around shows your character. And I thought that was a good line.
0: It's an interesting line from him because the main person he's around is DK. Right. And so I feel, and he also says the line that Sean is DK's kryptonite. Yeah. Because Sean is... Sean doesn't kowtow to DK and yeah. he, because he doesn't know better to some degree.
2: <laughs> he yeah. doesn't know
0: that DK will straight up murder you. Um, so he gets really pissed off and Han is playing some sort of game almost with these people and it's really not very good. Like, I really like Han basically because the actor does a really good job, but yes. like he's kind of being a shit because like, oh, for sure. He's treating. These, i don't know he's treating all these these people like they're pawns in his little game to keep stealing money from the yakuza or whatever and it gets him killed it gets him For killed sure. at yeah. least as far as we know uh, but we'll yeah. find out later i guess <laughs> yeah.
2: i know this is so weird that we both they're like uh yeah we remember it not being like this, but... Well, I
0: just remember it being <laughs> weird and not really remembering the details, which is one of the ma- it's This bit was one of the major things I was excited about learning as we watched the series and trying to figure out. But as of now, my only... The only headcanon that makes sense is that this movie happens later yes,
2: <laughs> in the series. Yeah, that I agree. I agree.
0: Um, Which is weird, which we'll talk about, I'm sure, later, but like, it's weird if he goes... To be this level of superhero.
2: And then he reverts back. Goes yeah. back
0: to work for DK. Like, that is weird.
2: <laughs> that is very weird.
0: But I guess we'll figure it out. I mean, maybe yeah. he was doing some... Maybe he's on a secret mission to bring down to the Yakuza. Who knows?
2: Yeah, we are all on this ride together, apparently.
0: <laughs> we are. We are. And I like it. I like it.
2: Yeah, me too. I, I think we covered most of the main characters. We have yeah. the
0: characters. So let's move on to open bar.
2: Okay.
0: My, the thing I loved about this movie... It's, it's in a lot of the movies in Japanese and there are no subtitles yeah. or very few subtitles. I don't think there are any. There
2: fact. were, there were a few, but I also had my, my closed captioning on. So that could have been
0: why. Yeah. I, I, did I had, had my closed captioning on too. And I don't think it, most of the Japanese was left. And I, it, it, it was interesting to me because I feel yeah. like if you actually knew Japanese, this movie would be a very different experience because probably.
2: there's probably some jokes we did not
0: understand. Well, or just there's entire conversations that people have. Um his uncle comes in and, and correct me if I'm wrong, or where I, I just somehow miss these subtitles. His uh Morimoto comes in to talk to DK and
2: Right they have that
0: entire conversation and they're Yeah, are and subtitles. it just
2: says speaking Japanese.
0: Yeah, there's no um, subtitles there. Watch. It's crazy. And it, it's the scene where Morimoto, we, we learn later, and we kind, you kind of get it based just based on their acting. But, like, Morimoto is coming in to say, I found out someone is skimming off, you know, if someone is cheating on the Yakuza. like, right. And it's, it's someone in your employ. This is your responsibility. And he comes in to tell DK that. But this scene has no subtitles. And I imagine, as a Japanese-speaking person, like, you'd actually be able to like understand that it just be such a different experience. Like there's a lot of things. There's a lot of scenes like that. My
2: best friend actually speaks Japanese. Um, Mm. she taught English in Japan for a while actually. And her husband too, um, lived over there. And, um, I'm going to have to ask them about that. If they heard anything that we missed, I'm going to ask them about that. Yeah, I'd love
0: to know if what's the most notable things you would learn about this movie. If you knew Japanese, because I feel like there's a lot going on with the Japanese characters that we just don't even No, because they're speaking a different language.
2: Um, Yeah. Okay. Some of the things I loved. Okay. There was a Lolita shot. If you know anything about Lolita fashion, there was just some cute little Lolita fashions slipped in there among the 2006 Americanized fashion that they had going on for the girls. What is Lolita fashion? Lolita is like, um, I'm not going to do it justice, but it's kind of like you're dressing up like a baby doll.
0: Okay. It's kind of like
2: that aesthetic.
0: Oh, yeah, I definitely noticed some of that. Like the, I don't know, the little, like...
2: One was in, um, like, a black outfit. I think one was in, like, pink. See, see, I can't do it justice because I'm not part of that fashion world.
0: Right. There's a lot of that, like, cutesy Japanese Yeah, and the, the
2: music again. Guys, the music in all these movies. It's just so good.
0: It's real good. It's real good.
2: It took me back.
0: Yeah, for sure. It takes me back, but also, like, that's where hip-hop stopped for me. Like, this kind of era of hip-hop is, like, my era of hip-hop, and I just love I it all. think that
2: just means we're old, Matt.
0: It might be that we're old, because this is, like, 15 years ago now. That's so crazy. Yeah. So crazy. Yeah.
2: There was also a line, um, was it Han that said it? I think it was, there's no wax on, wax off when it comes to drifting.
0: Right, right. You just have and to learn to do, do it. it. You have to yeah learn to do it, and I like, like that I like that too and it, i like I like it too, because it kind of subverts the expectation of like I'm not your Miyagi, okay, I get I'm right. Asian, but I'm not your miyagi um like yeah the, the other thing that I love about this movie is how so much is told visually, like I mentioned the the amount of Japanese uh he is there's a lot of really cool montages where like Sean yes. is arriving in Japan and he walks around Japan and like he experiences Japan through the beautiful eyes of a, shots. of a Gaijin and like not just beautiful. It is beautiful. There are really beautiful shots, but also like really funny shots and really like him, him is the fish out of water nature of this Alabama boy experiencing Japan for the first time. And Tokyo, Hell, yeah. it's really, really, really cool.
2: Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, beautiful as in it was perfect for that moment.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot of that, and a, just a lot of really well done visual storytelling, purely visual, that you don't really need anything that's going on. It's just the visual sort of like uh, aesthetic that's happening is just, it's funny, it's quirky, it's really yeah. well done. I, I wonder who it. Like in their records. garage there,
2: I noticed that they had some of those like sleeping pods those little like hotels. Yes. Yes, yeah, they things. did.
0: Yes, they it's did. It's just like little things. Which man. Yeah. The, 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 uh,
2: Which, for the, other the party culture.
0: Yeah. Like the party culture that they had there was, uh, in the, in the movie was pretty fun. And like, yeah. yeah, they all go back to the, like, I guess the garage, but the garage just has like a bunch of sleeping pods that all the different party goers to start retiring to, I guess, yeah. together. <laughs> like, it was like, man, that is a party. They are having I mean, a party. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So, like, any other big big things, big takeaways?
2: Um, I mean, the drifting that Sean does at the very end around DK's Ooh. fallen car yeah. was very beautifully done. Mm. Um, It kind of reminded me, like, when they were on the mountain prior when I was talking about Neela driving, it kind of reminded me of that moment because it just... Kind of went slow mo for a second, and it was just—it was effortless. It seemed.
0: Yeah. At the end of the movie, he retrofits an old American muscle car to drift, and it's which
2: was his dad's car.
0: Yes, and it's yeah, which ties it into that very first uh, Fast and Furious pretty well. It it also ties, you know, the the kind of car it is, everything. Um, Yeah. And, like, it's really, really cool the, like, way he is able to combine the two different types of driving, you know? Yeah. And sort of, like, that's, I think, what they're going for there is, like, he's taking the best of both. All all the lessons he's learned and combining it with the thing that he knows how to do so well. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Really, really fun.
2: There was no Nas, man. That's what stood out. There was no Nas!
0: There was some Nas, actually. Oh. In two places that that I can think of. For one thing, they... They press it at one point when they're, when they're driving. I don't think, and they go, they go super fast. And there's also, if you just want to see the word NAS, which I feel like is probably a sponsor of these movies, uh, there is also a bike with two humongous NAS tanks when he walks into the garage. There's a motorcycle. Yeah. There's a motorcycle, uh, sitting and it's just literally like a chair, handlebars and two NAS tanks, like right under the, where the person holds the, uh, Holds onto oh, the steering man. wheel or the handlebars. It's pretty great. Okay,
2: I'm gonna have to rewatch it. <laughs> like, well,
0: you can't miss the Nas. That's that's the most important <laughs> character in these movies. We've It was just, this.
2: There was a lot in the background, a lot of the time, because Tokyo. You can imagine the city is just on all the time.
0: Yeah. Well, it's that Japanese aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. it's very full frame. This entire movie. And this is directed by Justin Lin, who. Goes on. I think this is the first one he directed, I believe, but he goes on to direct a bunch of them. He directed Fast Five and uh, Fast Six, and like, yeah, looks like he's, he, he directed a lot of stuff. Um, that's real cool.
2: Scott something, the writer that wrote on all of these, like the.
0: Oh, like if ones. he has something to do with his father?
2: Yeah, something to do with his dad's car. Like, yeah. it was just a significant thing, you know?
0: Yeah. Because yeah, it's absolutely. not in
2: all of them, I don't think.
0: No, it's just these well, beginning ones. Yeah, so maybe he has some. Cause that's some yeah. connection, like fa- fathers and sons. You know, that's a whole like lot of people. Yeah, or, that'd be
2: cool to know. I wish yeah. they put that in his bio somewhere. That'd
0: be cool. Yeah, agreed. That'd be neat. Probably my favorite like line in this whole movie. That like really, it's a, it's a, it's about fathers and sons. So it really ties into what you're talking about with the cars, like. He goes to his father and says, and and, he tells his father, like, he's about to go to the Yakuza. He's about to go to the Yakuza and try to buy, sort of buy his way out of this problem. He's going to give the Morimoto money, and he's going to ask if he can race DK. It's it's sort of the climax of the movie. And he, his dad's like, no, you need to get on a plane right now. You have got to go. Yeah. You have got to go. We're going to get you out of here. You can't. And he's like, no, Dad. I can't run away from this. This is important to me and I can't run away from it. And then his dad relents and says, at least you're not repeating my mistakes.
2: Yes.
0: Man, that hit me hard. Oh, because really? it's, his dad left, his dad left yeah, him. Yeah. His, his dad left him and his mom. I'm like early enough on that. He's gone from town to town and making all these crazy situations for his mom. And like, I'm sure he regrets it. It, Clearly he regrets leaving his family, but that's such a beautiful line.
2: It it, is.
0: And says so much about his dad's character that his dad's regret is so deep for leaving his family that when his son wants to go into a dangerous situation, but he sees the character of his son. He decides to let him go. And not, yeah. not fight him on it. That's really, really fucking beautiful. <laughs> like, yeah, it was. It really is. You're I, right. I love it. I really, really love it. Um, And it, again, ties into the father and son nature of it all. And then once he does get the race, that's when his dad starts to actually help him build the car. Um, And he's connecting with his father. And it, like, sort of reflects the idea that, like, his dad made that mistake of running. And That's not something he ever wants to do. Like, yes, that's not exactly what this is said, but it sort of like gives you that idea that his dad ran away and that's not who Sean is because he, he, like, we see ourselves through the lens of our parents and their greatest mistakes, the ones that impacted us, we tend to not want to repeat. Um, and I just mm.
2: straight up facts right there,
0: right? So, so (laughs) I think that's
2: everybody, yeah, yeah, absolutely, I'm not gonna do that. (laughs)
0: I'm I'm gonna do. I'm gonna make. Everybody's gonna make mistakes, but we're not gonna do that one. That's the thing we're not gonna do, and and that's that's the thing here. And it's just a really insightful moment in 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 an otherwise fairly fun and frivolous movie to some degree. Um, I feel like Neela, the character of Neela and Sean, have some interesting moments. The character of Han and Sean have some interesting moments, but that one like really hit me hard. Uh, Mm. And it's again just father and son stuff, you know.
2: Mm. (laughs) Do we ever see Sean again?
0: I, don't I honestly don't remember. It. Here's the thing. I don't think so, but I don't think I've seen eight or nine. And if okay. this movie is slots in later and Dom meets him at the end of this movie, it's possible. He joins the crew later. Who knows?
2: Okay. well, <laughs> <laughs> We'll all just have to figure that out. <laughs> we'll,
0: we'll, we'll, we'll take this ride together.
2: Yeah,
0: I dig it. Okay. Well, that is about all, uh, for, for the open bar. What's your bottom shelf?
2: Bottom shelf, um, some of it was too Americanized
0: for mm, me. For sure.
2: I think that would be my bottom shelf because I was like, uh, eh, that doesn't fit.
0: And like, I am not Japanese and I've never been to Tokyo. There are definitely moments in this movie where the toad, the culture of Tokyo is treated as a little bit of a joke. Yes. Like a man standing on the street staring at you smiling and it's like that's the joke. That's the whole of the joke. Yeah. Is the t- is the man smiling at you and like looking at you funny. And it, 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 I don't know. It's, there's certain moments in there that like feel uh most of the mo- most of the movie isn't that way. Most of the movie no, is Sha- the, the joke is on Sean cuz he's the new newcomer, he's the gaijin but like there are a few moments that like I felt like the movie was taking advantage of how exotic that culture is to us and me, and using it as sort of a, a lens for humor, which felt a little off for me. Yes. I'm going to go with bottom shelf. Like it's kind of bottom shelf and top shelf, but I'm going to stick it in bottom shelf. And that's just like the confusion about Hans death. I'm really confused. And like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, again, it's my bottom shelf. You know what? I'm just going to make it my bottom shelf and my top shelf. Because okay. we've already talked about my other top shelf and like that is my bottom shelf and my top shelf. I, we, again, we said it a couple of uh, episodes ago. The reason I love doing this show, Bingers Assemble, is because. We get to like talk about these contiguous universes and a riddle like this in the middle of a contiguous universe where you're like, wait, I know this guy's in the next movie, but this is saying that's not yet. So that means this movie has to be over here and trying to like head cannon and solve for X about why this movie is there. That's so fun. But also I'm like, what the hell? Like who would, who would choose to make their movie this way?
2: (laughs) Right, right. But you also have to remember, like, in 2006, you wouldn't have known about all these other movies, so you Absolutely. would have just been like, eh, okay, well,
0: no, that's a lovable
2: character, that's so exactly he's right. dead now.
0: But no, that's that's the, even the crazier thing. That means they chose, I don't know, we're we're about to find out, we're about to watch Fast 4 or whatever, Fast and Furious 4, but, like, yeah. if Han's there, it's even weirder, because, like, you watch this movie, and <laughs> you're like, Han's yeah, dead, yeah. then you turn on Fast 4, and they never explain it. They just, yeah. Han is there. Uh It's either four or five where he shows up. And it's just like, what in the world? Who would make that decision? Did they just forget he died?
2: <laughs> um, yeah, I guess you're right. Because that end credit scene would would be after... We would see him.
0: Yeah, it's way after. It's like, literally movies, movies later. So I think it's like, we, it's this weird (sighs) mystery that we've been sitting here trying to solve for years. And I think, I think it was solved in the last one or or either eight or nine. They, they finally explained the timeline or something, but like it's really funny the way they put it together. And I, I think it's super fun.
2: Maybe he was just a lovable character and the writers decided to bring him back.
0: That's exactly it. That's totally yeah. it. He was he was lovable from the moment he ate a peanut. But like, <laughs> man, it is a weird choice, and it's one that I get I, I get behind. But like, so so just just to just to point out the one fallacy in this whole thing. Like, yes, that makes sense if if they met him, and then later he gets to like, like you know we get to know that he was in these other movies, he was in these other situations. That all makes sense, fine, but. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't make sense why they were using flip phones in this yes. movie. And then if if it's in Fantasy is five or six that this happens and they're clearly like in the future. So that's a little weird.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Unless it happens like my fever dream of what I remember happening where he's like crawling out of the car crash and this actually does happen before.
0: Yeah. Which yeah, it I mean, could which, be.
2: But I'm possible. assuming it's your way.
0: I think, it's, I think that that my way is the way Yeah,
2: I, I'm assuming it's your way. And I just wanted it to be my way because it made more sense in my mind and right. I didn't have to, like, push it together a weird way. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, especially with the fact that it's not just in that scene they think he's dead. They think he's dead for the rest of the movie, including when Dom comes to visit. And Dom knows he's dead. Dom's there okay. to, like, memorialize him or whatever. He's like, I'm yeah. here to visit, you know, Han's family or whatever. And it's like... So Dom yeah. thinks he's dead unless, for sure.
2: Unless Han was just like, Well, I'm disappearing now. But he would have taken his money.
0: I've no idea. That doesn't make
2: sense that he wouldn't have taken the money that he stole. So yeah, okay. Yeah. I no
0: clue, no clue. You're Do scene. you have a top shelf?
2: Um, my top shelf, honestly. Um, the way they viewed the city a lot of the time, not mm-hmm. the in between times. Um, the way they view the city also Seeing Vin Diesel at the end. Yeah. I liked the cameo. The cameo was really good. It connected it. It showed, you know, it's part of the series. This
0: time I knew it was coming and it didn't like blow me away. But last, the first time I watched it, I absolutely loved it. Like I remember being like, oh my gosh, Dom's back. Like, and that's weird because I don't really remember these being like big series for me. But I remember that moment is what made me excited for this series. Like,
2: Yeah, because not a lot of people were doing that
0: kind of thing back then. Yeah, I mean, you think about the MCU is, like, obviously the big continuous universe we have now, and that wasn't until 2008. So, you know, like, Fast and the Furious is the, like, longest-running continuous universe thing of this, like, century or whatever. I mean, you know, obviously Star Wars and Star Trek, and those are from, you know, back in the day, but, like... In in the modern yeah. times, modern times of like this this millennia, like Fast and the Furious was like kind of at first out of the gate, you know. <laughs> yeah, kind of love it. Um, it's okay. Me too. Uh, well, this is time for last call. Did you have anything you wanted to plug, Miss Karen?
2: Um, the Instagram thing. I finally started my bullet point movie reviews. Yeah, that's I'm, what the Instagram is called. Bullet point I, I, I'm movie digging reviews. Them. There's only like four posts on there so far, so parking our progress.
0: Yeah. No, But I, it should start it. to
2: pick up as new content's coming out. I got In the Heights coming out this week. Yeah. You got Loki coming out. What about that?
0: I am, dude, I got Loki coming out in one hour. We were recording this one hour to Loki drops. And so I can't wait. Um, okay. So that's really cool. I've been seeing your bullet point movie reviews pop up before you started the actual Instagram. And they're real cool. They're just like a picture of the movie. Like a picture of the movie poster or something, right? Or is yeah, it a, just or something, I could, just, just something real quick and to then show what like the movie is. Some bullet points about what the what what you think about it, which I is just a nice, easily digestible way of like getting someone's view without reading a whole article. I dig it.
2: Thanks.
0: Very cool. I like it.
2: Thanks.
0: Um, okay. Cool. Well, my. Uh, so what about
2: you? What about Stranded Panda and the Marvel?
0: Yeah, Stranded Panda and the Marvel. That's the you know we we're gonna be doing these Marvel uh, Marvel reviews of Loki over the next few weeks. Um, you know, let, let us know, uh, hit us up over there. Um, we're, we're doing three live podcasts a week at, uh, wow. for, for the Loki show. We're going late night Loki, which will have already been out. Uh, we've already done one of them probably by the time this drops, but, uh, we're basically at 2 a.m. We're, wa- we're doing a live watch with our, with the audience. And then at three o'clock, we're actually, uh, doing, doing a short podcast at 3 a.m., Every, uh, so, so the podcast, hopefully by the time you guys wake up the first episode of Loki, will already have a short podcast out about it. And then the next day on Wednesday, we'll be doing 5 PM, another live watch with the audience, um, either for people to watch it a second time or for people who just can't do it in the middle of the night. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Another, another live watch at 5 PM and at 6 PM we're doing, uh, another, the full cast as it were, like the full one hour podcast or whatever. And then we're going directly into our Marvel trivia, which is starting a new season. Um, and we've got a new, new bot working. It's like, it's going to be really cool. Trivia is going to be hopefully going to be the best season of trivia yet.
2: Trivia was fun. Trivia is always fun. So I also agree. We, you all need to come join. Yeah. It's so much
0: fun! Basically, from Wednesday, so we we're doing like middle of the night Wednesday morning, and then Wednesday evening, we're doing a whole thing on Wednesday. So, like, basically, Wednesday is Stranded Panda fun all day, uh, celebrating Loki. It's gonna be great.
2: I'm so excited.
0: <laughs> Me too. Uh, so go to the Marvel. That's the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. By the way, if you if you so if you uh, I didn't even say the name of the podcast, but yeah, Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. That's the thing. Um Yeah. Anyway, thank you guys. We'll be back soon with uh, Fast and the Furious Four. We're we're like getting there, man. We're like halfway through the series. We're no, that's a th- we're a third of the way through the series.
2: <laughs> you were hoping?
0: No, no. I'm enjoying the heck out of it. That was like f- four starts to feel like we're hitting that like the the middle. We're getting into the middle of yeah. this thing.
2: We're starting to get to the ones that I know and I love.
0: Awesome. (laughs) I'm excited. All right. But yeah, I'll see y'all later. Peace. Bingers Assemble is a Stranded Panda podcast. For all of our podcasts and other geeky creative projects, go to strandedpanda.com.